Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Kane, and you are joining me today for another episode of Titillating Talks with Tiffany. Today, I would like to share a wonderful review I got from one of our listeners. She left a review on the Apple Podcasts, and it always just... I love reading these. I read them all and they make me so happy. And I I think the reason they make me so happy is because my whole goal with this podcast is to connect with you and share with you and hopefully help you guys through one of life's most difficult moments. Um, I think the only thing more difficult than going through divorce is losing somebody that you love to death. Um, Death and divorce, those are, (laughs) those are pretty awful things. So I am so excited to be with you today to talk to you about um, something that a lot of people are experienced with divorce. and, And this is the concept of shame. But before we get into the concept of shame, I wanted to share the feedback from wonderful Jane Naruk. She gave five stars. Thank you, Jane. And she said, wow, what a compassionate, loving, and insightful conversation around divorce, self-love, and empowerment. I love hearing their honesty and openness as they share their wisdom and insights from their own journeys. I also really appreciate their healthy and mindful perspective on divorce as a catalyst for growth and finding your true self. And the there that Jane is referring to, I believe, is Hanata, who was episode two, and myself, Divini. Um, We had a really lovely conversation about how divorce can be quite a lovely catalyst to learn more about yourself and to um, move on to the next phase of your life in a really authentic and empowered way. So thank you, Jane Naruk, for your feedback. I'm so excited that we got to connect with you and got to share some lovely conversations with you and and, um, connected in such a powerful way. So thank you. Okay, on to today's topic of shame. This topic is inspired by another listener, Lauren. She left a message in my DMs on Instagram, which uh, she left a voice message, which really, once again, made my day. I loved hearing from her. And she's going through a difficult divorce. And her question was around shame. She asked, how do we handle all of the shame that it surrounds divorce. How do we have conversations with people at work? How do we have conversations with our acquaintances? How do we talk to um, family members and friends and people in our life about divorce? And how, how do we move through that shame? 
And I was really touched by this message because this is truly the reason why I created this podcast. Shame is one of those things that can be absolutely debilitating, utterly debilitating. And one of the people that I turned to when I was researching for this episode is Brene Brown. Brene Brown, if you have been, um, I don't know, hiding under a rock for a while and you don't know who Brene Brown is, Brene Brown is phenomenal. She has several Netflix episodes, Netflix specials with her talks. She has some TED Talks. She has a ton of books. Uh, I have a whole bunch of her books on my bookshelf behind me. I love Brene Brown. And she's a shame researcher. And one of the things that she really brought up is shame is a focus on ourself, but not a healthy focus on ourself. So self-love is a healthy focus on ourself, right? Like it's, it's a positive way of focusing on ourselves and making sure our needs are being met and we are on our path to integrity. Well, shame is a focus on yourself in the negative sense. It is the, I am bad, not I feel bad. I feel bad is recognizing our emotions, but it's, I am bad. Like at my core, I am bad. It's, I'm sorry, I am a mistake, not, I made a mistake, I feel bad, I want to learn from it, but it's shame says, I am a mistake. Shame also comes from this fear of connection and also a fear of disconnection. If we connect with somebody and then they don't approve of who we are and what's happening, then are they going to reject me? Are we going to be disconnected? And Shame is that voice in your head that says, I'm not worthy of this connection. I can't handle the disconnection. I don't want the rejection. And shame is that deep, dark hole that we tend to hide in, that we tend to fall down into. Um, it may look like laying on the floor in the fetal position and crying. It may look like not wanting to talk to people about what you're going through because you're afraid that they're going to judge you and not understand uh, that somehow it will mess up your standing at work or something along those lines. So shame has, it comes from a fear of disconnection, but what shame actually does is it creates vast disconnection. It inhibits any type of connection at all. And this is because, as Brene Brown says, we need vulnerability to create connection. We need to be open and true and authentic to ourselves to create connection. And when we are open and true and vulnerable, it does, yeah, open us up for some people not to understand us. And so I think Lauren has a really good point. She wonders, how do we talk about this in these different settings with these different people? And different people earn different levels of vulnerability from you, don't they? So you can decide that at work, this is my place where I'm a professional. I'm not going to talk a lot about my divorce. And when I do talk about it, it's a very matter of fact. Yes, I am um, going through something challenging right now. I'm going through a divorce. 
but I can do my job. I'm totally fine. I, and, and you can keep it at that. You know, you can keep at work. Maybe they haven't earned that level of vulnerability from you. You know, if you think of vulnerability um, as these concentric circles and the most outer circle, those are the people that don't know you very well, haven't spent enough time with you, haven't made those connections with you and haven't really earned your vulnerability. And so you don't have to talk about things you don't want to talk about with them. And that's perfectly fine. As long as you're doing it from a place of not shame and not hiding and not thinking what I'm going through is terrible. And if I tell these people, they won't like me. It can be from a place of a healthy boundary of when you've earned my trust, then yeah, I'm, I can talk to you about things. I'm, I'm not ashamed of what I'm going through. This is for divorce. This is for health issues. This is for family issues. People have to earn that level from you, right? Then if we go in, there may be people at work that are also <clears throat> your acquaintances. They've earned kind of the next level down of vulnerability. <clears throat> they've earned a little bit from you. They've been there for you. Maybe they've celebrated your birthday with you. Maybe they've helped you on a project. You guys have shared stories about your kids. Uh, so these people have earned a little bit more from you. And so you can talk to them at your comfort level about what you're going through. And it may very well be... I'm, you know, I'm going through a divorce right now and you may notice that I'm a little bit more emotional than usual. I just want you to know that this is, it's tough on me. Um, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. I really don't want to talk about it at work. I'd really like to keep my head in the game at work, but I just wanted you to know what I'm going through. So that's fine. And then your next level, those are going to be your friends, right? These people that um, they might not be your inner circle of friends, but they're people when you see them out and about, when you see them at a party, when you see them at maybe uh, your kid's soccer game, you're really happy to see them. You hug, you say hi, you do things together, you know each other, you consider them friends. You can go a little bit deeper with them and talk about it a little bit more to your comfort level. But it's your, your inner circle. Those are the people that you need to feel comfortable being open and vulnerable with and know that there is nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of. A marriage ending can feel like a huge failure. Like I did something wrong for this marriage not to work. My vow said forever. I promised forever. I thought this marriage would be till death do us part. And for whatever reason, whether it's we're just not getting along anymore, whether it's we have different goals and dreams in life, whether it's there's infidelity issues, whether there's some sort of financial betrayal, whether there is, you know, abuse. And I think, I think possibly when there is abuse, uh, mental, emotional, that is one where there's so many levels of shame attached to it. And that's the one where I was, you know, I had a lot of um, mental and emotional abuse that I was leaving my marriage for. In fact, I used to wish he would cheat on me so that I had a reason to get out because for some reason I didn't consider the mental and emotional abuse a good reason. Oh, that's a little aside. Anyway, getting back to shame. 
we often feel the shame because we feel like somehow we failed, like somehow we did wrong. Somehow we are the mistake that there is some inherent flaw inside us that made our marriage end. And that's where our shame comes from. And our shame comes from what, you know, are people going to see this inherent flaw in me? If I open up to them and I tell them what's going on, they're going to be like, well, yeah, we knew like, yeah, you kind of stink and that's why. And so we feel the shame. And I think that we have to really look at failure differently. We have to look at that end of the marriage differently to be able to move past the shame. We have to look at the things that you did do right. You opened yourself up to another human being. That's huge. You shared your life with another human being. That's huge. That takes so much courage. You started a life. You built a home. Maybe you had children. You shared dreams. My guess is there were some really good things. Even a terrible marriage has some really good parts to it, really good things. And so you can see those as successes. You can see that as a great thing that, that I had this experience that I opened myself up to and I learned everything I needed to learn from it. I had painful lessons I needed to learn. And so that's why I was in this marriage. And so rather than this marriage being a failure, it can be seen as this was an experience that is part of who I am today. This is an experience that made me learn new things, that pushed me in new directions, made me learn how to create boundaries, made me learn how to honor and love myself and say, well, I'm not going to be treated like this anymore. Or if the end of the marriage was his decision, it is you saying, I'm, I'm not going to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with me. I value myself enough that, okay, you say this is over. All right, I'm moving on and I'm going to make a great life. And so being able to see the successes and the lessons learned will help us move past the shame. And knowing that also so much of the shame is ingrained through um, maybe religious traditions, societal expectations, and things of that sort. And those are constructs, right? Those are constructs. Those are things that we were told were reality, but they're really not reality. Those are arbitrary rules made by arbitrary people that have a vested interest in a family unit working, right? Um, but it doesn't always, a family unit doesn't always work in the prescribed way from those arbitrary rules. You can still be quite a wonderfully functioning family unit divorced. You can have a healthy co-parenting situation where the children get the best of both of you and thrive because you are living your best. You're living your honest truth. You are more loving, more open, more kind to yourself, kinder to your ex-partner because you realize we weren't good together. We didn't bring out the best in each other and that's okay. So good things can come from this. So 
in answer to Lauren's message of how do you talk to people about the divorce? How do you share this divorce and get past this shame as you're talking about it? It really is shifting your mindset about the divorce. And it's realizing I'm doing something that is a positive experience, a positive move for myself and for my children and for my family unit as a whole. I'm not my best self in this marriage. My spouse is not the best self in this marriage. My children are not getting the best of us in this marriage. And so if we can separate and we can each be our best selves apart from each other, then we are doing the best thing for our children, for our families, for the people around us, for our jobs, for our lives. And this divorce can actually be a very healthy thing. So rethinking divorce, rethinking, realizing it is not a failure, that it is a beginning, a beginning of something fantastic. I want to talk a little bit more about vulnerability as well. Um, because being able to then connect with people after, so we've shifted our mindset about divorce and we've said, okay, this is not a, a failure and now I'm ready to talk to people and I'm, I'm ready to talk to my people. So you start with those people you really trust, those people in your closest group, those people who are your biggest fans and your biggest supporters. You're going to start there when you talk and you're going to talk to them and really open up. Vulnerability creates connection. There is nothing like vulnerability to create connection. It, it makes us feel so much more bonded to another person when they open up about their vulnerable experience, when they open up about what's hurting them. Um, you felt it when somebody entrusts you with something difficult that's going on in their life and they come to you and say, hey, this is going on for me and I just, I, I really need you here right now because I don't know who else to talk to about this. Doesn't that expand your heart? Doesn't that feel amazing that somebody trusted you with that? Well, guess what? Other people feel the same way. And so when you share in such a vulnerable time, you're truly creating very wonderful, deep connections. As Brene Brown says, she says, um, vulnerability is courage. It takes a lot of courage. And this courage comes through in times of deep uncertainty, of deep fear, and of significant emotional risk. And it does. It, it takes courage. It takes an emotional risk. You have to move past a great amount of fear to talk to people about what is going on deep inside your heart. So wonderful listeners and wonderful Lauren, the big takeaway today is reframe the way that you are thinking about divorce. It is not a failure. It's simply the end of one thing and the beginning of something else. It's a chapter in the story of your life. Rethink who you're going to talk to. Be very careful about who you start opening up and being vulnerable with. Remember, vulnerability creates connection and vulnerability should be earned. So you start with those people at your closest. And then as you feel more comfortable and more comfortable, you can open up. I'm seven years out from divorce now and 
here I am on a podcast talking to everybody about divorce. I have no shame around it. It's I'm, I'm at a very comfortable place. I don't care who knows that I'm divorced. I'm fine with it. But I wasn't there seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was definitely in a deep shame place, a deep sense of failure, a deep sense of sadness. And so I had to move through these steps to, um, to really get to this point where I'm not feeling that shame. All right, my friends, I hope this little titillating talk was helpful. We're going to be diving deeper into shame quite a bit more on this podcast. We, um, I'm going to bring some experts in to talk about shame and we're going to definitely explore it more, talk about it more. It's a really important topic. It's a super important topic. So please DM me. I love hearing your messages. I love hearing your ideas. Let me know what areas of shame you need help with, or if there's any other topics surrounding divorce that you would like to talk about, please let me know. And also make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you know somebody going through a divorce right now, or somebody at the end of a very difficult marriage that is considering divorce, or somebody that is divorced but having a hard time moving on and rebuilding their life, please share this podcast with them. I really have, am on a mission to help as many people as possible feel supported and empowered as they move through their healing after divorce. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce membership group, We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.